Welcome to the Linsanity, a podcast for the Running Hook Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the one and only, the best Linsanity podcast that is back. Is ready to go. I'm so delighted to be here uh, and host. Bryce has done a fantastic job. Uh, you know, we've had a ton of this. Uh, I've had a ton of issues, situations that have been coming up that have just been uh, difficult in many ways. Uh, weather, life, nature, uh, whatever. <laughs> it's all. It's all getting to be. But uh, fortunately, we uh, we've been able to fight through it. I'm happy to be back. Um, I'm beyond excited, and and you know, our our network in general uh, is putting out some great content. Alex and JD uh, talking about the power hour uh, where Alex just kisses up on the Milwaukee Bucks and JD makes fun of him for it. And then you got Zach and, and Bryce who are just continuously, uh, you know, putting out the Circle City Cinema content. And like I said, uh, Bryce is obviously pulling his James Harden here. You know, he's working with Daryl Morey. Zach Griffith is Daryl Morey. He's going to look for a trade. He's going to look for a trade out. Disgusting. I already see it. So, you know, who knows? You might, uh, if you want to catch Bryce, you may not be on here for too much longer. You might uh, give me a couple of weeks of uh, MIA work and then go over with a, uh, uh, with Zach, you know, for the cinema. So, so who knows? Uh, but anyhow, uh, you know, I am, I am excited uh, to be back and Bryce, there's just so much basketball that's been going on. It's been, you know, most of the series are entertaining. I think only one, to be honest with you, has not been entertaining. And some of that is, I think a lot of it had to do with injuries, but um, you know, Bryce, how do you feel about the way these second rounds have been playing out? <laughs> Uh, me and us, I mean, some twists and turns, of course, some unforeseen, um, injury news, uh, but I almost how I expected, almost how I expected, honestly. Yeah. And, uh, we'll start off with the team that, you know, you clearly love more than any team in the NBA and the Golden State Warriors, uh, as they take on the Memphis Grizzlies, uh, the Golden State Warriors are up three to one in this series. And once again, are getting bailed out by another injury in a playoff. Okay. Bryce, what, what is, what is your thoughts on this series? And I mean, let's, let's kind of take it from two parts, right? I mean, Ja, when he was first there, the series looked like it was going to be back and forth split between one, one, but then, I mean, as soon as, as soon as he went out, I, you know, you could just tell there was just something missing in game three. And, and I just don't know in game three and in game four. And I just, I thought that was just too much for them to overcome. And this is a young team. They don't have a ton of experience yet. Uh, just kind of how would you evaluate this area? I really feel like it's a tale. It's like two different stories. Yeah, which is, I mean, it's kind of weird because Memphis, I believe they were 20 and five without John Morant in the regular season, but this isn't the regular season, right? This is the playoffs. Um, and, and honestly, I mean, Memphis still played extremely hard. I mean, they only lost by three. It took a Warriors comeback, um, you know, on the Warriors home court to, to take that game. Um, I mean, the, the Warriors have been there, done that, though. That, that's that's the reality of it. Uh, they they blow out uh, Memphis in game three. They, they grind out game four. And now here we are tonight, uh, tip off here in less than an hour for, for game, uh, game, what is this, five? Yeah, game five. And, and the Warriors have a chance to close it out. Um, I respect, I respect Memphis 
a lot for playing as hard as they do uh, w- without John Morant. Yeah. But without John Morant, it's tough for me to see Memphis win three straight games and take this series. I, I agree. I, I agree. That That's the, the three games right now for Memphis to win. It's incredibly hard, even if you told me that Ja was going to be there for the next two after this one. Uh, Which he's more than likely I, I, not. Right. And it's just, it's like, I can't imagine anything for Memphis. To re- I can't imagine a path for Memphis. Like, I, I, I think it's sad how that path has turned out. Uh, because I, I don't think there's any doubt that, you know, I think Bryce, like Jaw statistically, obviously he's a great player. And, but I think the part that's really underrated about his game is his ability to bring up everyone on the roster. Yeah. Like it just, he doesn't even have to pass them the ball. If that makes any sense, he doesn't even have to make a play for them. There's an energy and a spirit that he plays with that is just so clearly infectious to the entire town and the team from the last guy on the bench to the, to the, you know, six man and to the, to him himself. And when they don't have that, you know, it, it's just not, it's just not the same team. And, and that's okay. This is a, a team that's just incredibly young who took a significant step after last year. Um, even though I will say Dylan Brooks is an absolute clown. Uh, I'm not talking talking about the Gary Payton stuff. I'm talking about the fact that he's an clown. clown. Why is he a clown? No, because, because here's the problem though. In game, in game four, they had an opportunity to win that game. You you agree with me. They had an opportunity to win that game. You could have argued that they should have won that game. And Dylan Brooks has honestly the worst shot selection I have ever seen from modern NBA player in my life. Oh my. He is he is the worst oh, he on. is the worst modern he is the worst shot selection I have ever seen from an NBA player. I mean do you just do you just chalk it up to him just trying to do too much because Jaws out? I mean Bryce he does this all the time. He suits he suits in situations he shouldn't. He never knows when it's not his night. He refuses to, to take the smart plays and be an, a smart player that can lead to winning basketball. Mm-hmm. And if you are not, and I'm not saying, I'm not trying to say he, he Seth Curry guarding Seth Curry is not easy. Okay. I, I really want to be clear when I say this, it's not easy to guard Stephen Curry, but I honestly think he's not been all that great defending him. Like, I really don't know. Steph's still been getting his. Yeah, he's still been getting his. And it's not. And and here's the thing, Bryce, you know, that Curry is going to get his point. So I'm not saying that, you know, he needs to stop him to 20 or 25 points because that's just not going to happen. Okay, but but how Steph Curry gets those points is very important. Because as we're going to talk about in the East, how a star gets his points and the toll that it takes for him to get his points has worn that star down. They're not wearing down Steph Curry. They're not wearing him down. The Grizzlies are not wearing him down. And, and that starts with your primary defender. And that, to me, was Dylan Brooks. Dylan Brooks let, has let Curry get off the hook and in, in, in let the Curry go off the hook in their last game. And I think offensively, it is. I understand that Desmond Bain's going through this back stuff, but you guys, it's the playoffs. It's, it's the playoffs. I, I shouldn't see this significant of a drop-off between Desmond Bain and, and, and what he's capable of. 
That disappointed me, Bryce. It really, really did because I think Memphis has a has a good team, but I think they beat themselves up more uh, than they should have. They, they might have been able to pull out a game in game four if they had better shot selection. Yeah, I mean, it, it's certainly possible. But, uh, Caleb, are, are you calling – do the Warriors close it out tonight? Absolutely. Being my 20. Look, I'm, I'm done. I, I, look, I'm, I'm I, this Grizzly team. This Grizzly team is mentally defeated. Uh, they are mentally defeated. They are they are defeated. And are and they I, too emotional? Do you think they're just too emotional no, because of their youth? No, I know. I, I know. I, I just don't think Bryce that these guys are um, understanding the value of playoff possessions. Mm. And I think I think you you don't get that unless you have obstacles along the way. The Warriors had those obstacles when they were first going on the run. It happens. But what disappoints me is this is a team that I believe, when you consider the fact that they were home court, this shouldn't have been an ugly series. No. It just shouldn't have. And I understand that Josh hurt, but it should not have been that uh, ugly of a series. You're still the two seed. Like you are still ahead of them. Right. You're a two seed for a reason. And I just felt like they were a it, it seemed as if there were moments in this series where it felt like they were content to just get out of the first round. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I, and I expected more from the Grizzlies and, and it disappointed me because I like watching that team play. And I think they have a lot of talent and I think their long-term future is great, but I thought they could have made a little bit more of a push against Golden State. Mm-hmm. And, and when I look at the Warriors, Bryce, I mean, I know you talk about them a lot, but you know, I, I think when, when you're looking at this team, they're, they're still finding their rhythm. Yeah. That's what's scary. Is, I, I don't think this is like, you know, just angelic Warriors basketball. I think this is a team that's just willpowering to victories with Curry, you know, having the explosive second halves to, to Draymond Green, making the timely defensive plays. And then Bryce, a player that you and I really like, who who's, you know, coming out of the draft, we thought he was super talented. Jonathan Kaminga is a legitimate basketball player. His growth this season has been outstanding. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, he really has been. Now, in the last game, he only played five minutes. I don't think it was working uh, last game. But, I mean, the fact that he's getting playoff minutes and that he was yes. that even in the starting lineup yes. is impressive. Yes. Uh, but but I, here's who hasn't really got going yet, Caleb. Sure. Andrew Wiggins. Mm. He's been averaging about 17 or 16 points this series a game. Like we know what, what Andrew Wiggins is capable from a yes. scoring standpoint, yes. but I feel like he's been playing really solid defense. Like he's been playing his role exactly the way it has been. Yes. But I think when they need him, mm-hmm. I, I think, I think he can show up when they, when they absolutely need his scoring. I think they, I think he can. And he's you know, Jordan, really yeah. And Jordan Poole can go off any night. Clay Thompson can go off any night. Um, I, you know, it, it really sucks that they don't have Gary Payton second. I don't know if they're going to have him the rest of the playoffs. Um, cause that's just another piece, but they can still win a title with this lineup. I agree. I still like, I still like Phoenix, but I would not be shocked in the slightest if golden state made it to the finals. Um, I, I think talent, I think talent wise and what they're capable of. Yes. Um, although I'm kind of tired of acting like Clay Thompson's playing well, I'm tired of that. Uh, he he needs to be better. If you're gonna beat the if you're gonna beat the Phoenix Suns, he needs oh. to be better. Oh his, yeah, 
his, I mean, I think, I think his performances, Bryce, have been high. You know, they're just not getting talked about. And uh, Bryce, I, I mean, I understand. I mean, I think guys. he's still getting his legs. I, but, but let's, but, but this is not the Clay Thompson. This is not. This is this is not Clay Thompson, like at all. He's not letting the game come to him. He's not. He's he's really pressing, which mm-hmm. Bryce, they have no need to do that. There is no single player on the Warriors, including Stephen Curry, that needs to press. Zero. Yeah. Because of the way that their whole team plays with ball movement, off movement, switches, hot hands, depth. There's no need. In my opinion, if the Warriors are going to go and defeat Phoenix, which is, which is likely. I, don't, I really don't want to count on Dallas. I think they've been playing really hard, and I want to talk about them. But I just think that if you're Golden State, you have to get more from Klay Thompson. And I would argue just, just more efficient. You can shoot 12 shots. Just don't go 3 of 12. Yeah. You can't go 3 of 12 against the Suns, Bryce. You just can't, you can't do it. You, you cannot do it. In, in, you're going to lose if you have games where he shoots 3 of 12 four times. It, it's, it's a combination of can, you know, with this roster, how, you know, can Jordan Poole keep up that consistency when the defense gets better? Because I, I like Memphis's defense, but obviously Phoenix will have the bodies. They'll mm-hmm. have the bodies. So that's, that's a tough matchup. We'll really see Poole's overall growth. And, you know, the same goes for Wiggins, Bryce. I agree with you. I think he's been really good. But, man, that, that's serious. I think you got to step up in. A lot of yeah. wings. you got to be able to stack yourself up and put yourself in a situation where you play a better series than Mikhail Bridges for the yes. to advance. That's, that's how I would look at it if I was the Golden State Warriors. So, and, and I think hopefully Steve Kerr is okay. I know he has COVID. Hopefully he's back. I haven't checked to see if he's back. Hopefully he's back. Uh, because I, I think you know, he, he's a big impact and that's not a, that's not a shot at Mike Brown. I'm just saying when you got a, a multiple time champion and Steve Kerr, you know, he's obviously going to be a huge factor for you in these pressure situations. And, you know, when it comes to this series, I just think it's over. That's all it is. I think it's over next up Dallas and Phoenix uh, series in the West that I, I honestly look, I I'm intrigued by Bryce because I, I think Dallas has played their tail off. I think Jason Kidd has really proved people wrong. And I, I honestly just think that uh, th- this game six that's coming up is no joke. Uh, I think I think it's going to be a very, very tough game for the Suns. And honestly, I think it's going to go to seven. I think Dallas is playing really well at home. Interesting. Interesting. I disagree. I disagree. I think I, mean, I, I think the Suns uh, close it out. And here's why. Here's here's why. Let me let me give you a few statisticals. Let me give you a few here. Go ahead. Okay. In game in game five. Yeah. Okay. In game five. If you want to win a playoff series against a top tier team in the NBA like the Phoenix Suns, yeah. you cannot have Reggie Bullock playing 35 minutes and not scoring a single point. You cannot have Dwight Powell when he plays have zero points. You cannot have Maxi Kleba four points. You can't have I agree. Dinwiddie two points. Yeah. You can't have that. No. You can't have Dorian Finney-Smith have eight points. I agree. It can't be Brunson and Doncic, you know, carrying the, the load of the scoring. Yes. It can't be that. And, and, and we saw the result of, of what happens. You lose by 30. You get embarrassed. Hmm. You get pushed off the floor because of how garbage you were. I agree. 
the, the sons have figured it out, right? Monty Williams isn't a dummy, right? Doncic is going to get his. It's can everyone else get theirs? Mm. And if they can't, this series is over. Mm. If Maxi Kleba yeah. isn't hitting threes, if Dorian Finney-Smith isn't hitting threes, yeah. if Reggie Bullock isn't hitting threes, it's going to be a very long night for the Dallas Mavericks because Luka can only do so much. And I, I like your point a lot because um, I, I agree with you. You know, Luca is obviously going to do whatever he does. Uh, it doesn't matter what defensive coverage you throw at him. It doesn't matter what defender you throw at him. Uh, but I think Dallas is better when multiple guys contribute at a high level as opposed to playing Luca Iso. And they are going to have to figure out how to respond to that at home because I agree. You know, they've been honestly reliant on these Kleba three-point games. They've been relying on guys like Reggie Bullock to really knock down the three ball. And, you know, Dorian Finney-Smith, when their wins, has been, you know, finding a scoring touch, knocking down the shot. So 100% with you on their offense. My, I thought, to be honest with you, the score was so deceiving of what that game could have been. Deceiving? I think it was deceiving. They lost by 30. No, 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 hear me out, hear me out, hear me out. I think they conceded early in that in early in that quarter in the third quarter Dallas yes I think they conceded early in that quarter and the reason I say that is this was a team Bryce I think they had something going Suns had possessions especially where I wish they would get the ball to DeAndre Ayton more and they could have really slowed the game down and I just felt like they just they they didn't have what I thought they needed in this game. It, it, they, they felt content to lose. They played, I felt like they played content to lose. It was like, as soon as the Suns got hot, they were just like, okay, see you in Dallas. Bye. See you in Dallas. Which any, which if you're a team like Dallas, you, you just can't do that because no. you're not, your star power, while he, you could argue he's the best player on the court, that you can't, you got to have your other guys, as you said, play better. And that includes players like Dobby's Bertans, who is literally only productive unless he gets his three ball goal. You know, he hasn't shot it, he hasn't attempted a single two pointer in I mean, the playoffs. He's, he's died. A single one. Died. I, I'm not loving the Dallas roster construction. It doesn't make sense to me. Well, well, okay. So, so then after these playoffs, because I think if you let's go with your prediction, if the Suns win and you know Dallas is eliminated, then what's the drawing board for this team? How can they figure out their way of getting better? I, I don't. I think missing Tim Hardaway Jr. is a big part of it. I agree. But I mean, you're playing like three, you have three point guards in your rotation. Like yeah. I think, I think yeah. Jalen Brunson is gone. Um, I don't think Dallas is going to be able to pay him. So I think it's going to be Dinwiddie and Doncic. But I mean, I know, I know Finney Smith is adored and loved by Dallas fans, but honestly, what's he bringing to the table that you can't, you can't find someone else to do, you know, like, I, like you're I mean, telling me, you're telling me you can't get somebody like the level of like a Jay Crowder who's more consistent shooting the ball and, and I think a better defender. Mm. I mean, I, mm. I, 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 I don't I, know. Like, I, I and they don't, a lot. It, I do. 
but they don't and they don't have a dominant like big man like like a big man like where you're like dude i don't want to mess with that guy like yeah. even when i look at like the boston celtics right al horford's balling out daniel tice yeah. is a solid big man that that's a threat and then you got rob williams who who's just you know an absolute anchor you know, as a big man, like, like Dallas doesn't, doesn't have those types of guys and they haven't for a while. That that's been the biggest knock, even when they were getting into the playoffs with Luca, right. And losing in the first round, Mm. I feel like it's the same. It's they're a little bit better. And I think that's because Jalen Brunson has really come along and has just absolutely balled out this season. But I mean, you got to bring some guys in. You finally got off Porzingis, but let's bring some guys in. Not, I don't think Spencer Dinwiddie's the answer either. I mean, no, he scored two I, points. I, I think, right? Yeah, you. you he's got to be better. That's that's inexcusable because you're needing. You want all the money? Yeah, don't yeah. suck. You you need a you need a soccer. It's a I, joke. I agree with that. I they need, in my opinion, you know, I don't think it's bad of an idea to say, you know, Brunson's going to leave. Okay, you know, I think you should do everything you can to sign and trade so you don't lose him here. That's my issue with Dallas. I think you have to figure out a way to get some compensation. Totally think Tim Hardaway in that piece has been massively underrated when talking about this team. Yeah, absolutely. He would be taking a lot of these minutes. And and honestly, he would probably take some of Brunson's because I think you would want a little more size on the perimeter against a team like Phoenix. And, and you wouldn't want to have to go play Jalen Brunson what feels like the entire game. You you don't yeah. you don't want it you and I like Brunson I, I do but I honestly really don't think this is a serious for him I think I think this you you need some bigger perimeter guys who can you know do a little more because I agree with you like I think Bullock's you know offensively he's got to be better but defensively I think he's been really sharp it, he's just got to find a way to stay consistent on a shot you know and and then I I agree with you Bryce on the bigs I mean it's you've had this core of bigs for like what. I mean, three or four years, it feels yeah. like we've talked about the same the bigs. Now, obviously, did you get rid of the, maybe the drama out of it? Yes. But you didn't, but but you're not really fixing the, the total issue at hand. No. And I, I, think, I think they're going to have to look in the market and, and see what's a reasonable option for us. Uh, honestly, uh, Bryce, I, I think Miles Turner would be interesting for them. I, I do. If they were, if the Pacers were really wanting to blow it up and, and just kind of move into a younger direction, I mean, Miles Turner as an anchor in the paint would be would be really good for this. He'd give you good offense. You know, I wouldn't hate a Jalen Brunson sign and trade. I mean, I, like I said, I don't know the compensation or how to get about it, but that's the type of guy that would intrigue me. Yeah, defensive shot blocker a guy that can score 15 to 18 points and you could really change. Uh, you could, he could be, I think Miles Turner would be a game changer in Dallas, honestly. So who, who, we'll see what, what happens, but there's some, a lot I have something I on the suns. I got I got oh, go some ahead. stuff on the suns here. Go ahead. So, well, I'm, I'm curious to hear your take too. So I was listening to inside the NBA, you know, as one does. Yes. And, and Charles Barkley, he, say what you will about Charles. He does have some good points. I thought this was interesting. Yep. The fact that it, when the Suns lost, when, when Chris Paul was just absolutely garbage and got some horrible garbage. foul calls on him, right? Um, he brought up a good point. And I see both sides of it, like for this or against this. Like, why are the Suns with all that young star power relying on a 38-year-old, 37-year-old Chris Paul 
to carry them to, to W's. Like if Devin Booker is as good as he says he is or acts like he is, shouldn't he be the guy that that is leaving these guys? And I'll be honest, I thought game five he did that. I, I think, yeah. I mean, he, he was, I mean, Devin Booker looked like a straight scoring killer mm. in game five. Mm. And, and I kind of expect that in game six to close up this series. Mm-hmm. But I think Chuck is right. I mean, why are we relying? Like Chris Paul can be the guy that gets you there, and kind of like last season, right? Chris Paul just, yeah. you know, he kind of let everybody do their thing. But when it came fourth quarter and they needed buckets or they needed to close out a game or a series, mm-hmm. Chris Paul was there. Yeah, I think if they get back to that, I think that's a recipe for success. And then when they get back in the yep. finals, it needs to be Booker again, just Booker, Booker, Booker. I, I really like that point. Uh, Katie and Alex talked about this a little bit, and I, I honestly, I, I really agree. I think the key for the Suns, you know, talent wise, we know what they're capable of. But if uh, Bryce, if I think if the Phoenix Suns want to win the championship, Devin Booker has to play as a definitive top five NBA player to have a ring on his finger. He's got to play yeah. at that level. Yeah. Because the teams that you're going to probably see, you know, the teams that we're looking at here, it's hard for me to think that Miami's not going to get it done. The Boston and Milwaukee playing right now, Boston's up. If Milwaukee wins or Boston wins, both of those teams will present challenges defensively. So you have to have top five level performances from him. And the other factor for me is you have to figure out a way to get DeAndre Aiden the ball in the block. Yeah, I mean, he, he's had good games, but when you don't give him the ball, you kind of – you lose. You lose games. 100%. And that's that to me, that's a combination of, you know, I think he needs to demand for it. And I think that the, the Suns have to figure out ways to set up plays because you, you said it. You said it. The, the White Powell is playing 10 minutes a game, 15 minutes a game. The White Powell can't guard that man. No, Kleba can't guard that man. So, I mean, I am, I am making sure my offense consists of a lot of low post touches. I mean, I just am. I think Phoenix has to figure out, okay, what's the next step and how can I get better from this? Because I just, I can't imagine Phoenix winning the NBA finals as they are currently playing. I, I can't. I honestly can't. I think if they play the way they are playing, there is a very likely chance the Warriors beat them. There is a very likely chance that Boston would beat them. And there's a very likely chance that Miami would beat them because defensively, they're just simply better with more physically tough guys. I mean, it's the truth. Next up, uh, a series that I, I just... Honestly, I'm kind of shocked by um, let's just let's just call them what they are. The Philadelphia Broadway stars against the Miami. You're shocked. The, the Philadelphia, the Philadelphia Broadway stars have been doing things that you can only see in Broadway. Folks. You can only see in Broadway. You see them like you're you're going to a, like <laughs> Like you, for example, it's like you, you you go there and you just see this like really cool once in a lifetime thing, and it's amazing when you see it because you're like, wait, it's 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 back, it exists, 
And then all of a sudden it regresses to the mean, just like the typical average Broadway show or Broadway musical. It just, there's no creativity in sight. And the Philadelphia 76ers were putting on Broadway show performances for the fans to come out and rally around their team at two apiece just to get their butts clapped in game five, Bryce. (laughs) The Philadelphia 76ers, the Philadelphia 76ers have been a team when they made the hardened trade that had an opportunity to get to the conference finals and have a chance at the NBA finals. And this team is not close to that for so many reasons. I am, I'm honestly, I'm disappointed in Philly because I, I genuinely believe they should not have gotten their butts killed like they did last game. That was horrible, horrible, horrible. Well, let me just, let me just draw your attention to a couple of things. Okay. Game four, game four rolled around and James Harden had a quote unquote vintage Harden game. And you asked me, Caleb, if I was going to ignore what James Harden did in game four, and I definitively, undoubtedly, swiftly replied, yes. Yes. And this is why. 14 points, minus 29 when he was on the floor for 37 minutes last night. This is why. James Harden is not the James Harden of old. The the James Harden prime is over. James Harden is a mere legend or a mere myth now. He is out there and oh, we have to guard James Harden. But he's not going to do anything. He might have one good game. All right, in a playoff series, sure James, have your good game or two, but guess what? We're going to win four of them. You might only win two or three. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. I'm not going to put this on Joel Embiid because he's hurt. I'll put a little bit on him because he can't stay healthy whatsoever. Um, And we're being, you know, he's robbing us of of his good play. Tobias Harris continues to prove that his contract is bullcrap. One of the worst contracts in the NBA. Uh. 12 points, minus 27 on the floor. No assists, three total rebounds. And you play the four spot. My butt, I would trade you tomorrow. Good luck. Get get out of get this roster construction that that Daryl Morey has put together is a, it's awful. It, it is it is all in on Harden being. A it's it's option. embarrassing. It's embarrassing. Honestly, you should be you yeah. should be thinking I'm building around Tyrese Maxey. He's going to be the guy with the ball in his hands. Joel Embiid is going to be our our MVP. Okay, uh, and, and you build around those guys. Danny Green has no business being on on a roster like this. He's been shooting the ball awful, awful. He's done. You have a bunch of you have a bunch of wash guys from the early from the early 2010s or mid 2010s that were names. They were good. They helped yeah. win title or get you know take you far in the playoffs and win titles. But this isn't this isn't 20 you know 17 2018 anymore. This is 2022. The game has changed. Uh, you you need youth. We do have a, a youth movement going right now. Yes. I mean, Georges Niang is getting 16 minutes. You're kidding me. What about DeAndre Jordan? Retire, please. My question is, is, is why, is Matisse, why is Matisse Thibault only getting 11 minutes? I think they just feel like he's a liability offensively. 
Well, you need them defensively because you can't stop nobody. Right, right, right. Max Struess is lighting you up for 19 points. Gabe Vincent is lighting you up for 15 points. Yeah, no, it's fair. Duncan Robinson even gets minutes and plays well against you. <laughs> the Sixers are a joke as far as I'm concerned. They're, th- this game is over in six. Or this series is over in six. Daryl Morey, go go enjoy your off-season love vacation romance with James Harden. Enjoy that. We'll see you next year. James, Get out of my face. James is a player that I think has, you know, there are some things that he does on a basketball court that's still really, really good. But the problem with the construction of the Sixers is the things that they need him to do well at. He is not where he once was. No. So it makes, it just makes the whole situation really, really hard because I, I think Maxi is really good for them. Like I think he has been a really good piece. For oh, Maxi's got a very bright future. He, he, he is he has really proven himself. And and honestly, like I, I'm not even hating Paul Reed. I think he's been working his tail off. I, I honestly, I, there's just a couple things that they are going to have to live with. And if they're going to pay James Harden a huge extension, I find that extremely difficult to win with. And at the same time, I find that extremely difficult to win with Tobias Harris at his current contract. I, 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 I am, I am a, a lot of people in this, in this chat and in this network hate Tobias Harris. I really try to help the case, but I mean, you, you are getting paid. I, I like himself. talking contract. I like, I like contract. I like talking contracts. I think you have to play up to the level of your contract. And Tobias Harris is not playing to the level of his contract when the team needs him the most. Tobias Harris was supposed to be a third all-star for Philly when they picked him up. Tobias Harris has not made an all-star appearance for Philly since he's been there. And I think the Philadelphia 76ers are desperate, desperate to evaluate what this team is going to be. They're going to they're going to let go of Doc Rivers. The story is already being told. And if they let go of him for Mike D'Antoni, they're going to make their team even worse. Yeah, absolutely. They're going to make their team even worse. I, I'm I'm actually bought in with you, Bryce. If they get D'Antoni, I'm I'm all in on your theory. Yeah, I, they, they don't they don't need D'Antoni. Don't get me started. D'Antoni is not the guy for them. He's just not. They need to get outside the curveball if they're gonna if they're gonna fire Doc. And 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 I. I, I, I think Doc might get another job, but, but, but this is a team that if you are the Sixers, getting a guy like Mike D'Antoni is horrible. That's horrible. I, I think Mike D'Antoni would honestly be so bad for Joel Embiid. I think he'd be so bad. I don't even think it's funny. Yeah. And that's who your priority should be. Your priority should not be on James Harden. Your priority in your coaching search should not be, let's maximize the skills of James Harden. It, it just shouldn't. And Mike D'Antoni would be a guy that would benefit guards more so than MB. I think they need a traditional style coach who wouldn't necessarily be a fast or up-tempo guy, if that makes any sense. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know how I feel about the entire situation with Maury bringing Harden in. Yes. And if if you want to waste Joel Embiid's prime, that's fine because, like I said, he he's injury riddled. I don't know how long he how much longer he's going to be in the league before a, you know he a has a a really bad injury. It's a shame, it really is. Yeah, 
Yeah, I mean, it sucks, but, you know, I mean, props to Miami, you know, doing sure. without that's Kyle Lowry. Yeah, that's fair. Right? You have these undrafted guys, you know, Struess or, or these, you know, these lower picks, you know, like Struess and Vincent, um, you know, Duncan yeah. Robinson, who they pay 90 million is, is irrelevant now. You know, Oladipo comes in and gives them solid minutes. I mean, they look like a solid team right now. I mean, they're definitely a force to be reckoned with. I tell you what, Caleb. Yeah. The conference finals for both, for both, you know, sure. uh, for both conferences, sure, is going to be a lot of fun. Yes, and yes. I think the finals is going to be fun regardless. I agree. I think all four, at least the four that I have projected, I think I it's think, must watch TV. I, I agree. These 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 teams are very very good, and you know the exciting part, Bryce, is it's an opportunity to see the new. NBA coming to fruition. Oh, absolutely. These guys, these guys are really not in positions where they're only going to be good for like two more years. I mean, when you're talking about, you know, a Devin Booker, you're talking about a Jason Tatum, you're talking about a, um, I, you know, players of that nature, you are looking at guys that are going to be great for a long time who you could argue are in the conversation for a top 10 player, top five player, whatever. So I, I like, I really, really, really like what this playoffs could give us. And that kind of leads me to our last series. Um, you know, in my opinion, the best series, Milwaukee and Boston. Um, unbelievable series, unbelievable back and forth action, competitive, dominant superstar games to Al Horford getting 20 to uh, Jalen Brown, having his great game to Tatum, having an amazing fourth quarter each guy has been having their moments, which I think is really fun because typically that doesn't happen. You, you want that stuff to happen as a fan because you want the great talents to have their moments. But honestly, like I, I don't think you could envision a better series if you're a basketball fan. Right? I really don't. I, I honestly think this has been a great series to watch. Oh, it absolutely has been. And I mean, this kind of shows, I, I think this series, if, if it hasn't already, right. Depending on, you know, how you view it, but I mean, it kind of establishes Giannis as the best player in the league. Um, I mean, I, what he's, what he's doing without Chris Middleton and Drew Holiday, who's been extremely average this series. He's having a good game tonight. He's got 19, uh, five rebounds and eight assists. He, he's having a solid game, but I mean, Giannis so far 34 and nine um, and and there's still 452 left in the fourth bucks are down by six. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's been, it's been incredibly good And the Celtics. They haven't had Rob Williams, but I don't think that really impacts what Giannis is able to do. I I don't know how much this changes the series. Honestly. Um, Could we say that having another big would help? I I mean, we kind of got to talk about it though. I mean, the miss foul call, uh, on Sunday, I mean this this series could look entirely oh, different. We could joke. be talking about Celtics closing the series out if oh, there was the miss, oh. if there wasn't the miss call. So, I, big Listen, props to the Celtics. Uh, it, it it was awful. It was oh. an awful miss call. Marcus Smart definitely he traveled before. Let's Shoot let's it. put that on the road. Well, let's put that on the books first. He was okay, in the shooting fine. motion. He should have got three shots. The game, the game probably goes to the Celtics. And like I said, I think we're probably talking about the Celtics closing it out tonight. Oh, it, was, um, it was so horrible. I mean, it I, was I, bad. It, it was so bad. I mean, I sat there and just watched that game, and uh, and I watched the ending, and I'm like, all right, foul. It's huge, right? You know, it's like wow. 
know, three shots at the line. Um, and then, and then you recognize that they want Milwaukee to win, which is just, you know, if you said that like 10 years ago, you would have thought you would have been the world, but I have absolutely no doubt they want Milwaukee to be boss. The NBA would want Giannis to advance. And I genuinely mm-hmm. think that that had, I genuinely think that had a pot, you know, a part of this situation. And look, I, here's the thing with, with me, with, with boss, right. I mean, I think, I think what this series shows me and I, and I'm not great. I'm not, okay, I'm lower on Middleton than the average Joe. So I personally don't think that this change. I'm not, you know, I'm not a big Middleton significantly guy. changes the series. I think yes. this is still a very competitive series. This is not getting decided shorter or faster. If Middleton is available, it's just not. And I, I'm, 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 I'm done talking about Drew Holiday like a top 30 NBA player. I'm done. See, 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 but you, but you and Zach, you and Zach were all over I, me I saying that, that. They, that they had a big three. And I told you, I don't see this as a big three. No, it's, 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 it's like, I told you all, I don't, I don't know what the right, I don't know. There's gotta be something. I can't think of what it would be though, but there's, there's, it's like your set of three and, you, Giannis is just the alpha, right? Like he is the alpha. He's the best player in the world who has every single ability and willpower to do whatever he wants at whatever time he wants to do it. But the problem that I have with this particular Boston team is that, or sorry, with this Milwaukee team is that Drew Holiday is just, he is one of the most inconsistent stars in the league. He's so inconsistent. Like, I mean, like in game five, in game, in game four, he was getting cooked by Marcus Smart to give them go ahead buckets and, and just kind of take it over. Right. So honestly, I think this is, it'll be interesting to kind of see how this goes. I mean, game five looks, it is incredible. I'm watching it as we're recording. It's incredible. Uh, I, I just, I can't help but wonder though, how they can fix the consistency with Drew. And, you know, some of these guys that are playing for Milwaukee, it's not ideal, obviously. I don't want to play Grayson Allen in this series, but I have to because I need the spark that he could potentially give me offensively so I don't have a choice. Who you got? Who you got to close out the series? I, I, I honestly, I mean, I hate it. I don't know. It's left in this game. But, I, I, I mean, if you made me choose, because I'm not going to back out, I'm not going to back out like uh, like our founder, Alex Burr. I'm going uh, to take, take, take Boston. Um, I'm going to take Boston. I mean, I was scared to death. I mean, you pointed it out in the monologue. I, I, I was scared to death. I, I was sitting there watching these games and I was like, holy crap. Boston is not even remotely close to ready. They're, they're not even, they're not even close. Yeah. To, you uh, panicked. Honest, you so panicked so hard. Panicked. I hundred percent panicked because, what a what joke. We're because what we're witnessing from Giannis is like one of the like greatest players of all time. Type yeah, because you're a clown. You're was, a clown. I, I do not feel bad for getting bad at the mouth. Hey, hey, I also would like to point out, man, I've been, I've been right a lot tonight. I've been right a lot go and ahead, I'm about to ahead. do it again. I told you that they, that the Celtics needed a different coach. I told you. And yet here we are with Udoka, you know, very close to taking the C's to the Eastern Conference finals and possibly the finals. I just want to say, I just want to say that I thought Brad Stevens should go, and I was correct. I was correct. But, but once don't you think Brad Stevens not has a huge influence on this team? No, no, I don't. I, I don't actually. 
Do you think Brad Stewart do you think do you think Udoka uh you think he he's really one to be micromanaged? I do not. Okay. This is his team. It's but it the, may not be his roster. Yeah, I mean, the personnel seems like a very Brad Stevens like team. Right sure, I'll give him that. He's but really I'm, pulling a dock. Yes, but but I feel like he's been able. I feel like Yudoka has been able to has been able to really get the best out of Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown at the same time, right? In past seasons, I feel like we get one that has a good game and the other one doesn't, and then they kind of alternate. Right. But I mean, I, I mean, let's take tonight. Jalen Brown has 26 points, seven rebounds and six assists. Jason Tatum has 32 points, uh, six rebounds and four assists. You know, what? I mean, we're getting yeah. the best out of both. We are. And, and you know, what's really funny. You know, what's really funny. All the people out there saying that the two of them cannot coexist on the same I mean, that I know they can. That narrative, that narrative was so adorable. They, they play, they play two that, different that was, positions. That was so adorable. They, genuinely, Bryce, I, I think, you know, from a core, from a top two perspective, it's really hard to say. I mean, this, this is going to sound like a hot take, but I don't, I don't really think it is. If you really start thinking about it. If you said I would take that top two over any two, I don't think that's crazy. Because the reason here, can I tell you why? Can I tell you? Why? Okay, okay. It's not really because they're like the best players. It's just because mm-hmm. they can be play. They can play in any series. Mm-hmm. You, you, they're never going to be taken out of a series. The two yeah. of them have such high impact on the defensive end and can score twenty or fifteen consistently that in every series, I know that the two of them will be in the moments when I pay, I pay them and I know what I'm getting. Absolutely. You, you, Cause like, for example, like you can't say that in my opinion about Anthony Davis and, and LeBron, no. or you can't say that about um, a, in a lot of two ways. Only guys I can think of, that, but you know, like a Paul George or, or a, you know, Kawhi, but at this point I don't really count them because they're, they're not healthy. And, and you, until they stay healthy, I can't say that they are. I think I think that's the level of talk that these two guys need to have. And and we would see that talk if they beat the defending champions. And I genuinely don't care if the Middleton is not playing in this series. I just don't think it's that big of an impact as the people want you to think, Bryce. Yeah. I just I, I just don't I just don't I, I would take Jalen Brown on my team over Chris Middleton. No. Yeah. No, I would, I would do it like all day. And, and, I, and I would, I would take Tatum over. Like, in my opinion, just because you have the best player in the series doesn't indicate the fact that you're going to win this series. If the way I do it, and you've heard me talk about this before is if you rank the best five players in a series and you have the advantage three to two in the best of five, that's more important. To me. Well, let, let's do it. Let's do it. So Giannis won. Yes. Tatum Brown two and three. Yes, yes. Drew four, yes. and Al Horford five. Well, okay, okay. Wait, wait. So, are we talking about the guys who've played like the most, or yeah, I'm or, talking about. I'm talking about okay. right now. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, because I was gonna say like like you can make an argument I'm, like Rob yeah. Williams or or uh, like Rob Williams should yeah, make yes. that top five. But but I I, I see what you're saying. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. And yeah, Boston's I, yeah. winning that. They're winning. Yeah, because Giannis is going to get his, right? 
Yes. If, if, if you're telling me Drew Holiday's got to beat me, I like my chances. I love my chances. Now, now I we're talking we're chances. talking about this, and there's 140 left in the fourth. 102-105, Boston. Well, uh, let's. We should probably we should probably enjoy the rest of our evening, and you know we will discuss this more in greater detail. It's going to be fun down the stretch for this series. This, it, this it has is become gonna... the most exciting, right? I thought the Warriors and Memphis one would be, and it's really been kind of disappointing after Jaws injury. This is probably the next best thing. It, no question. And I, I, think, I think when you're looking at what this has a chance to be, it's going to come down to just high-level basketball experience. And honestly, like Budenholzer and Udoka, it might be one of those things where the coaching might triumph over the other. But anyway, mm-hmm. Bryce, it was great to – to, to pod with you is fun to be able to get back on. Hopefully, we, you know, I think we'll find some consistency on the airwaves. Uh, but without further ado, uh, Bryce, it was, it was great talking. Thanks, man.